Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. I'm getting awesome, you're getting awesome, we're getting awesome, yeah, that's what I said now. I'm getting awesome, you're getting awesome, we're getting awesome, yeah, that's what I said. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the awesome cast number 15, I think we're up to. Uh, we got a full house tonight. We're going to be talking about all the tech, everything awesome, everything awesome uh, from right here in Steel City, Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, right here in the neighborhood of Beachview, personally, and all across the the, the, the the far reaches of Pittsburgh. Well, I guess it's not that far. We got we got an all-star cast here behind me. And uh, just ignore the fact that whatever Chachi says doesn't match that video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, as usual, my, my co-host, Norm... Oh no! <laughs> I've been replaced Rob, so fast. Rob Delacreta. I just realized. Hey, I'm old timey. I didn't know I was old timey again. Old-timey. I'm sorry. You let me old-timey. let me fix the mustache. Hold on, I gotta straighten it out there. All right, handlebars away. Handlebars away, indeed. We got you on there. Uh, so, how you doing this week? You had an interesting weekend, sir, <laughs> as demonstrated uh, by YouTube. Uh, I, I think you may be referring to the uh, small uh, protein snack which I uh, engaged in on Saturday night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I may have uh, deep fried and eaten a moth, which I uh, wouldn't recommend. You can like it's most mostly wingy, uh, and then you get to the little little nuggety center of the moth that has a little bit of a sour squish to it. Otherwise, it's uh, is that how you describe it? I didn't say nuggety. I thought about saying nuggety, just because nuggety is such a. I mean, it rolls off your tongue, mm-hmm. nuggety. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, uh, nuggety, it's like a little nugget of insect, and uh, it would have been better off with some chocolate, maybe, maybe ketchup. Ketchup would have fixed it. Yeah. Heinz fixes everything. Awesome, awesome, man. and of course, with us uh, as he was last week. Uh, yeah, again, he doesn't, he's not, just imagine his lips were matching. Uh, Tony Chachi Walker is on the line. How you doing this week, sir? I'm doing well. Okay, great, it's great. It's fantastic. Great it's self, a Tuesday. Great self-introduction. Uh, <laughs> notice, notice by the titles you have a lot shorter, uh, uh, website now. I do, thank you very much. Well, you, don't, don't thank me, sir. Don't thank me. Then I do something with it. Um, and of course, you got some some new stuff going on as 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 people see playing behind me if they're on the video. Uh, but we'll talk about your new project a little bit later in the show. There. Sounds good. All right. And then Norm Hulesman joins us for the first time. Uh, he he helped me along talking about PodCamp last week on the Tech Buzz. Uh, so how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. Thanks for having me on. No problem. And of course, uh, Norm works down there at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Uh, one of the great co-organizers of PodCamp Pittsburgh over at PodCampPittsburgh.com and, uh, and, and other blogs. Uh, real quick, what, what are your other uh, projects people want to check you out at? Uh, well, we've got CreationRex.com. I'm the Dino Wrangler. Uh, on that site, I manage uh, our infamous dinosaur. And uh, I'm at NormanHulesman.com and Mr. Derby on Twitter. Excellent. I love that dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, Chachi is uh, on a quest to uh, become mayor of Creation Rex. So, five more days. <laughs> if all goes to plan. 
Excellent. Well, let's get right into everything, uh, all the awesome news for the week. And, uh, and, and, I, and I told you, Norm, earlier, I hope you like iPods. Yes. That is the news of the week. We had the announcement uh, last Wednesday. Of course, we speculated uh, last week. And for the most part, we were wrong, I think. Um, well, I was right. I'm just saying. You were right. <laughs> now, what were you right about there, uh, Rob? I was uh, I was right about well it, they didn't call it the iTV but the Apple TV mm-hmm. uh, which I had uh, like I I, I was kind of torn about it because Stephen was just like not really going to happen I don't think so it doesn't make any sense which did get me thinking like you know what it's a good point that usually we have uh, evidence of a, of a product production cycle underway or something like that mm-hmm. and we didn't have anything to that regard we didn't have any leaked anything for uh, the Apple TV. But uh, it was kind of funny that morning I woke up and I was thinking to myself about the last, uh, say, two or three Apple announcements that normally would have been a secret um, that had been leaked out. And I was thinking, you know, it would be really funny if they announce uh, an ITV today, which sends two messages. It intros them back into the Apple TV thing and says, hey, we haven't forgot about it. But it also says... You know, it'll definitely, I was thinking, like, it'll definitely be another uh, one more thing. And it also says, hey, you know how you usually know what we're doing? Sometimes you don't. Just saying. So, so this was a message to the Apple faithful this week uh, to, to not, not presume. You know, didn't we, uh, didn't we have something like this before where everybody thought they knew what was going on? Uh, well, I, I guess the iPad, we kind of had that. But, but. There's been a few. There's been a few few of these where it feels uh, everybody feels that Apple didn't go far enough with these announcements. Yeah. But of course, these are people that speculate for months and weeks on end uh, that it's gonna be it's gonna be an app, iP, iTV, and all this stuff, and you'll replace your cable with it. But when in the end, every time I look at this thing, it just seems like a, a, a Roku box with an Apple logo on it, and you can get iTunes. Yeah, I mean, they could have gone so much further with this, and they did disappoint a lot of people, including me. Like, I I would have loved to see uh, iOS 4 on this. And we also, we don't know what's running under the hood on the Apple TV. For all we know, it is iOS. They just haven't released it yet. I think this is uh, an example of Apple's, uh, you know, however once in a while, they kind of they shuffle something into the industry that they're extremely cautious about because they don't have a whole lot of support. I don't feel like they had support from the publishing houses for the idea of uh, application-based a la carte TV, so they were, they just held back a little bit. But the way this thing is built, it's all running you know A4 hardware and all that. Uh, it'll be foremost extremely easy to hack to run iOS 4, uh, if not something that Apple themselves could roll out in the future. Yeah, and uh, and there was no confirmation this thing could be running iOS 4 under the hood, so it could be the matter of them. Uh, just turning on a switch, mm-hmm. for all we know. Um, now, you know, $99 price point, again, like the Roku, I, I still feel like the more I look at it, something like the Roku, it has more ability uh, with, I think, it, it. I'm pretty sure it has, um, I'm pretty sure it has Hulu ability. I know they have UFC, Amazon Prime, or not Amazon Prime, Amazon uh, On Demand. Uh, uh, your Netflix is on it, of course, which is, I guess that's the big deal. This one is we have Netflix out of the box and podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I, I still don't see where this has a place other than the fancy Apple uh, uh, branding, you know, or maybe that's enough to kind of give uh, a little bit of credibility, a little bit of uh, uh, visibility to something like this. 
Yeah, one of the things that Steve said uh, in the same tone when they had first launched iTunes and they, they said, you know what, we only have a, a handful of people on board right now, but I we think this is going to be a big deal. Uh, when he was talking about the Apple TV, he said, you know, right now we have uh, two or three networks on board, but we think this is going to be like a big deal. And uh, once they get more people on board, it might make a lot more sense for them to you know, really fire out the big guns. Because if they wanted to, they obviously have a whole ton of might, and they could get a whole ton of people on board, but they're not sure they want to spend the resources in that area unless they see the enthusiasm from both the publishers and the users. Uh, one aspect that uh, uh, Steve kind of uh, ticked some people off, of course, he talked about, you know, what, what, what was... Did you bring up the quote earlier about... That, that may, have, may have thrown off podcasters a little bit. Uh, yeah, let's see here. He said that uh, Jobs told, uh, this is quoting a Macworld article, Jobs said consumers told Apple they preferred Hollywood content rather than amateur hour. That's pretty much a direct quote. So he's not targeting podcasts, but he is saying that um, in a general statement, they found that people are uh, more excited about um, Hollywood content, uh, big studio content, than they are about user-generated content. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, again, more stab at, at YouTube, but uh, I, this isn't the first time you said something about podcasters either. So, um, that That's an interesting statement, uh, really, because, I mean, we it's not untrue in a sense that you know there are non-professional people creating all this content, but at the same time, I mean, think about... Uh, what it what what type of a voice it gives to people and all of the niche audiences that it creates and I think I think uh, you know talking about it in that uh, frame does demean it a little bit but I, I think it's a really valuable tool and and I I would be afraid that that means they want to you know take it away or back off of the the free distribution service that they're giving. Mm -hmm. Well, see, my whole thing is first to go back to the uh, uh, the Apple TV. Uh, basically my thought is they could strap the Apple logo on a 3 inch by 3 inch black box with a blinking light on it and people will pay 3 times the amount of money. Which is kind of what the new Apple TV looks like. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't matter how well it works mm -hmm. or how it stacks up to the competition there's going to be people out there that are going to go out and spend 75 bucks on anything that Apple puts their picture on. Mm -hmm. But still, it, it still it still seems like it, it, it's a it's a step forward because the same thing, well, more less than the same thing was literally three times as much when you when you bought an Apple TV, you know. Yeah, and I think this is um, they're they're looking for a sign of success. What I was surprised at is that when you compare the original Apple TV to this, the only difference is that they have. Uh, you know, they, they changed the way that you can rent movies in the iTunes store, so you can get, uh, you can rent movies, you can rent TV shows for 99 cents a pop. Uh, HD, they made it extremely simple, which, uh, like I was talking about last week, when people want to stream video, you know, this is something you can buy for your parents. This is something, there's only, like, three cables involved. It's pretty hard to screw up. You can buy it for somebody who does absolutely nothing, and it'll work fine. Uh, so... It's super simple, but at the same time, it doesn't change a whole lot from the original Apple TV, except for the fact that I assume it's going to be lightning fast running the A4. Is this so? Is this uh, um, 
maybe the the kind of how we said we, the iPad we would give to our grand grandmother to uh, you know have a, a opening on the internet is is this maybe the 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 thing that we get uh, you know our, our our parents so they can get Netflix without issue. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I could definitely, if my parents had Netflix, this is something that, and I mean, my dad, I've, I've probably had to explain to him at least 1,700 times how to attach something to an email. So yeah. they're not the most tech-savvy people, but they could definitely handle using Netflix on uh, on the ITV. Okay, but what's wrong with, the, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that this isn't a good thing. Um, I would give it an honest shot if I had a use for it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what's wrong with people using Netflix the way Netflix was originally created? On a computer or with a DVD? With the DVD. Uh, I, well, I think when you look at it, uh, Netflix even sees that the DVDs are going to go away. Okay? Yeah. They're already partially re- replaced uh, quality-wise with Blu-rays. Uh, the penetrations, you know, it's there to keep it alive. But eventually it's going to go away. Well, and, I... and they're hedging their best that the next big thing, instead of you buying a disc, renting a disc... Is going to be you streaming content to your computer and not having to deal with anything physical. They want it. They don't have to deal with postage. They don't have to deal with facilities. They deal with their servers, and they're okay. Uh, exactly. It's immediate delivery, just like what's been so, excess- so successful with the Kindle. People who normally buy a couple books are finding themselves buying a whole lot more books just because it's delivered immediately. And, and, and as far as uh, you know, making that process easier... I mean, have you looked lately on Netflix? I, I happened to be in my account earlier today because I was just curious. I was wondering if I could still find exactly how much I stream per month to mm-hmm. kind of just see how much I consume just to, a, as a comparison point. And, uh, and and they have the, the help section with the list of devices that this thing is available on. We're talking Blu-ray players that are net ready, televisions that are net ready, every console of this generation. Uh, now our iPhones, our iPads... Uh, Netflix is really hedging their bets on it, and, and, and it's obvious by the push that they've made um, to, to get in our devices, to get in our homes as easy as possible. And and having a big name like Apple behind you, I think, is a really big step forward for them. Well, I, I understand that, but mm-hmm. can you honestly say that within the next six months, DVDs are going to go away? No, not six months. This is a, this is a longer This is a longer-term plan by them. Okay. We're, we're talking the next five years. Well, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which means that the older generation mm-hmm. that is having a hard time pushing themselves to move on mm-hmm. isn't in shouldn't have to be in a hurry to move on. That's all but if you're a company looking to make money, you want to stem them away from the more costly medium as soon as possible. So by making Netflix and other streaming things, like you see with all the, um, like if you buy a Sony Bravia TV right now, you can access Twitter, you can access Facebook, and uh, and Netflix is available on several of of those sets as well. The idea of just the the fewer steps you have to take and and the fewer questions you have to ask, if you can stumble upon this, like you buy a new TV, oh, hey, look, it's got this thing. I have to pay what to do what? Oh, hey, cool. Look at that. I can watch any movie I want. Right now. A perfect example of that is if, if uh, somebody order goes to Best Buy to get the best television, they're going to be talked into getting 3D TV because that's just the best one available. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that 3D TV probably already has Netflix in it or Amazon or Hulu or whatever else they've packed in uh, that, that hooks it up for, for as a net-ready uh, television. And that's just that's just another potential customer. And, and that's, you know, if, if 
If you're looking through your TV, oh, what's this Netflix? Oh, I can stream this. Oh, I just need to plug this in. Oh, I have internet. I can do that. You know, or I can get the Geek Squad to do it. Because, you know, if you're old, retired, have a little bit of money, you're, you're just going to get the Geek Squad to do it. Don't get me started on the Geek Squad. Hey, that's what they're there for. You know? I, I know. I, yeah. And let me just state that I don't disagree with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I see this as being the way to go also. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to think provide the older generation's perspective. Yeah, that. yeah. Any older generation's not going to jump on this. Unless right. they got I mean, young. It's just like everything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is for this is for the younger gener- generation. As we get older, it's going to grow up with us, and and it's going to push out uh, the old technology. So, uh, moving on a little bit uh, from from that Amazon, really quick to say, hey, we got ninety nine cent shows too, and you can download them, which is awesome. <laughs> well, th- th- that's that that's kind of a big point that was that's put forward by by Jobs was people aren't as interested in storing stuff. On their devices in home, you know, I have a hard drive full of mov- uh, of movies that I own, uh, you know, in, in in this house. You know, it, how many people want to mess with that? How many people just want to put ninety nine cents down, rent the thing, or or and and that's it, you know? So, but is is this kind of nullify uh, Amazon's play for the ninety nine cent episode though? Well, I I think that Amazon just beat them to the punch. Yeah, I mean yeah. they made it a lot better and faster. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if you're telling me that I can go and buy or pay twelve to eighteen dollars for digital copies of ABC and Fox shows, or is that? And not, well, that's just what they have right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and who a, knows what they're going to release in the future? And there's a good point to that. If you go ahead and buy these episodes as they come out and get, like, say, a season of Glee, what are we talking about? 12, 12 or fifteen episodes of Glee? We're talking right. twelve or fifteen bucks versus yeah. like thirty dollars, forty dollars for the DVD set. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Are these all HD? I think they start at like seven twenty. They start at seven twenty, which still, you know, that's yeah. that's still better than DVD. For the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but 18 bucks for a season of a TV show I watch and would would, uh, would rewatch, that's, that sounds like the best price for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's also like a, it's kind of a stumbling block. Like the whole pricing scheme is going to be a stumbling block for many years to come when we figure out net neutrality, bandwidth schemes, streaming versus saving, uh, stuff like that. But, but like when you look at the numbers, streaming over iTunes has been more successful than streaming over Amazon. Uh, I wouldn't say anybody beat anybody to the punch or anything like that. I think this is different markets approaching different people. More people with PCs are going to look towards Amazon than they are going to look towards iTunes because iTunes is notoriously awful in Windows. And uh Thanks to the current release that just came out, it's not any better. <laughs> we don't like the shiny new logo, Rob? Ah, uh, don't get me started on the logo. <laughs> it's got its own Twitter account and everything, man. Uh, I, I, I can't even, like, I, I have no explanation whatsoever. I, I think somebody <laughs> had to get a logo approved, they yeah, snuck into yeah. Steve's office, hit him over the head with a baseball bat, <laughs> used his hand to sign a paper, and, and that's how this thing was born. It's an oval, not even a circle. Mm-hmm. I, 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 
the best thing I've seen come out of this is somebody released icons that copy the icons for the iPhone that you can use in uh, OS X. It's just so much better. I, I, it looks like the, um, it reminds me of when uh, Windows Media Player uh, 7 first came out and it had that kind of like their first experiments with Aeroglass. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, well, going with that, you know, I, the new iTunes we mentioned, uh, the new Ping service. Is everybody signed up for Ping? I hope I hope you didn't try with Facebook because you're not allowed to. No, did anybody? Not nobody? Nobody even tried. <laughs> I did. I signed in. I, I'm on Ping. Realize I have I, Git Glue. Realize I can't find anybody else on Ping. I said I think Funky Dung added me. Uh, I, I I saw his approval today. Don't know how I look for people, so I, I, I guess I gotta look up people's names and everything. I can't go through, like, my Google contacts or anything like that. So, uh, so it's pretty much useless. Um, but the, the big story out of it, apparently they had the Facebook Connect. Uh, of course, if you're a huge, huge, uh, user base, whoa. Uh, if, if you're, if you're a huge user base, uh, Facebook may deny you. Uh, because they don't want that kind of traffic. And uh, apparently they cut off uh, Apple right off the bat. Yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of things wrong with Ping. A lot. <laughs> I, it's, I, uh, let's, let's count the ways. Okay, uh, it, it's impossible to find anybody. It's impossible to find the artists you want. Half the artists you want aren't even on there because they didn't let everybody know about it mm -hmm. uh, enough ahead of time, which, I mean... To their credit, okay, let's keep it a secret, but still it means when all these millions of users jump on the service, they can't do the thing that you told them was so cool that they could do. Um, and uh, also, if you didn't buy your music in the iTunes store, so illegal downloading aside, say you ripped a CD, oh, sorry, it doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't factor in, in in any algorithm as to what you listen to, so... I don't buy a lot of music from the iTunes store. Say I bought stuff from the Amazon Amazon store. Doesn't count. Sorry, not actually music. And it doesn't separate uh, libraries. So if you have multiple users on one iTunes account, it's going to aggregate everybody's choices together. Mm -hmm. it's, so, it's, it's bad news all around. So you buy a lot of children's music for your kids. It's going to come up with like, oh, you like the Care Bears album and, yes. not, and not your, uh, you know, Limp Biscuit or whatever. Um Limp you just said Limp Bizkit. That, that, that was the worst example, wasn't it? <laughs> you just said Limp Bizkit. Disturbed? Disturbed, maybe? Uh, Lady Gaga? I don't know. Uh, what do the kids it. listen to these days, Chachi? <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Swift. Justin there Bieber. Justin Bieber. Um, Jonas Brothers? I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I do run a music show. I swear. Um... But yeah, it's very antisocial for such such a thing. Um, also announced new iPods, uh, including the uh, iPod Nano Touch, Nano. Square. In the iWatch. Yeah, iWatch. I was trying to stay away from that. I was trying to wait. <laughs> that, I've heard that joke way too much this week. But um, it's so obvious. It's the size of a watch face. I kind of. I, I, yeah. Is somebody saying a strap for it yet? Because I want to buy it. It's, it's gonna. You know, it's gonna be there. But I had the calculator watch back in the day, man. Like around the sixth grade. Like I, I was rocking the calculator. I was all about the computer. The computer on your wrist way before. Now it's cool. Now it's gonna. Be Imagine crazy. how cool it would be if somebody hacks the Nano to change. It into a calculator interface. <laughs> it's a touch screen. It looks a lot like the uh, the iPhone touch screen interface. Uh, although 
are there going to be apps for this thing? I mean, we have apps for iPods, right? It's got the Nike Plus, I know that, but I don't think it has any access to any other kind of applications. It's not out yet, we don't really know. Of course, it's not going to have Wi-Fi. They took the camera away from everybody, you know. Um, Which, you know, it was kind of interesting that they put the camera on the last Nano. It was like a nice, cheap little thing. It was, it was like, seemed like an interesting competition for, uh, for, 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 for maybe a, a flip cam or something, you know? Um, Doesn't it still have, it has a camera, but you can take video with it or something like that? I thought they took the camera away. Did they? I'm not sure now. But uh, one thing that, uh, I thought is finally doing with the that nano and that the watch is a funny thing but uh they're finally getting us to uh the technology that we saw in inspector gadget uh with Penny's <laughs> computer book and her watch uh really kind of gets us there so so the apple the apple roadmap is inspired by inspector gadget i like it i was thinking more of dick tracy myself definitely dick tracy yeah yeah <clears throat> i just checked there is no camera on i have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> I'm sure there are multiple paths of inspiration there. And then, and then the iPod Shuffle kind of backtrack to the button interface. I, yep. just, I just bought my dad the voice one, so I don't know how that's going just yet. Um, you know, one of my biggest complaints about the new Nano is um, what I have right now is um, a fourth-generation iPod Nano. I am of the of the group that says that this is the best iteration of the Nano. Uh, and I can operate it without looking at it, which is a nice feature for things that play music that yeah. you don't need to like interact with content on mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. But when you create a touchscreen out of it, it means you're going to have to look at it to do anything you want. Um, unless it, I think maybe it operates by voice, like the uh, the shuffle did does. Now, it, does that one even play video? This one, um. I don't... Who would want to watch video on a screen this small? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think it does. Maybe it does. I would never watch video on this thing. There's no space for video. There's yeah. nothing that says movies, so I don't think it does. But, like, I use this at work. It's completely bulletproof. It's got the brushed aluminum case. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and I've, I've actually run this one through the wash twice. The other one I've had, I've run through the wash five times. That's washer and dryer. And they still work perfectly fine. I don't think the new Nano is going to do that. No, no. I think that that touch interface is going to be ruined after something like that. It's like, okay, yeah. now I'm gonna, am I going to have to put a film on there and get a get a, a case like I do my iPhone? Uh, uh, you know, it, it's a whole new mess of worms. Um, iPod Touch updated, of course. Retina display, all the fun doodads of the uh, of the iPhone four, uh, including the front facing camera. Now, there's been some talk about how this is a lesser camera than on, uh, on the iPhone. Is it? It's a 1.3 megapixel, just like the other front-facing, isn't it? Um, I, does anybody know? I didn't look up the details. No. I just Not heard sure. a little bit of rumblings about that. But interesting, yeah. the FaceTime, well, now you can pretty much have an iPhone 4 without having an iPhone 4 at this point? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, really, like last time I used this for a phone call. Um, well, this this week doesn't count because last week was my birthday. But besides that, it was like I don't know, two weeks ago. I don't talk on the phone ever, so really, I could just have an iPod Touch with 3G connectivity. You could you could get the uh, the, the add-on that adds a SIM chip to it that turns yes! your iPod Touch into an iPhone. Perfect. Yay! And you don't have any have an AT and T contract. It'll be amazing. I kind of wonder how far off that idea is. <laughs> but it's out there. It, it, yeah. I, think, I think you gotta go to China to find it. But it's out there. 
So oh, I know Mike Munns had that. He had his iPod Touch set up to do that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, he, he, I think he's the guy that would that you know would uh, jailbreak right away, you know, to get something like that going. But yep. yeah, it, really, it is it is to the point where you get you get an iPhone Touch or I, sorry iPod Touch, and you get Skype. And you know you're going to be around Wi-Fi. Say so you know you're downtown all day. You, that's it. You know that's the solution right there. Uh, with avoiding the cell phone. I mean, hope you don't travel. Other than that. So, all right, let's move on. Um, a oh, little quick bit. note. Uh, yes. I just looked. The main camera on the iPhone four is five megapixel. The main camera on the iPod Touch is under one megapixel. For the back camera. Yes, for the primary camera. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Of course, they're probably kind of trying to keep the price down for that, so I, I went, I'm not surprised. So, all right, how about a little bit of non-Apple news for a change? Ooh. Thank God. All right. There's a world outside of Apple? I had no idea. Oh, I, I know, right? I know. All right, real quick. I did, remember BrightKite? I, I, I used to be one of the early BrightKite users back when they were on beta. Of course, I think Foursquare has kind of eclipsed them. Well... They have kind a, of. kind of a little <laughs> bit. Uh, get five dollars off when you check in at McDonald's, cur- courtesy of Brightcat. I thought this was interesting. So this this is the first kind of major deal because you know you're you're in Foursquare across you know at least Pittsburgh here. They always say, hey, check out this deal around the corner. Uh, I think Bocktown makes you uh, 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 stand up, say, I love Foursquare, I love Bocktown, and they'll give you a free drink. Um, yep. That was interesting. Uh, you know, in Starbucks as usual and everything. This is the first kind of ma- major, major corporate thing. Um, they say the messages will pop up in your feed. It looks like a banner ad. And, uh, and the launches a spinner that highlights, uh, the items on the McDonald's dollar menu. You click the bright, the bright high page through there. So, uh, this is the first move and interesting something this big. I guess it was through Visa as well as McDonald's. Um, is this kind of the first, you know, opening up or uh, that we'll see more of this stuff on, on four squares, Gowalas or whatnot? Well, I think, um, I think you're underestimating what Foursquare has implemented. They have far more corporate support than this. Do they? I mean, maybe I'm not going the right places. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a lot of stuff like nationwide chains and things like that, where, um, you can get, uh, what was it? I think it was, uh, I know I've seen seen Ruby Tuesdays or TGI Fridays or something. Uh, when you checked in, it would say, uh, tell your, it, it was really smart the way they did it. It wasn't just, you'll get a, you get like a free thing of chips or something, but it also said, tell your waiter to use coupon code, whatever, so they could inform their waiter how to apply the discount. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, that was one thing. Cause, uh, we were, you know, me and my wife were, were, were playing with our phones there at Bocktown and everything just as we do. Cause we're you know, addicted. Um, and the waitress was like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand, you know, all this Foursquare and Twitter and stuff, but, but the owner, yeah, she, you know, they love, they love it and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely an interesting to educate the, the, the poor, the poor staff that's going to have to, you know, scratch their heads trying to, you know, figure out what exactly you're talking about. I'm really surprised to see this on Brightkite because, uh, I was never a huge fan of Brightkite. Um, I forget why. I just never really saw a huge use for it when I had Twitter. It, it wasn't compelling enough, I guess, for me to jump aboard and, and really invest my time in it. Mm-hmm. Um, have, has Brightkite done anything lately? The closest is uh, they had Check it, Check.in, uh, which was kind of their web app uh, to kind of so you could check into them, Gowalla, and Foursquare. 
to kind of keep okay. you attached to all of them. That's the last big thing I've seen from them. Huh. So. wonder what they're doing over there. <laughs> What's going on, Mike <laughs> Kite? So like, we, don't, we don't really have a huge user base, but I hear that, that Foursquare thing is doing discounts. Let's do one of those and see what it does. Uh, but, you know, you kind of hope that some of these pick up, you know, not so it's more than just Facebook and Foursquare, you know. So, you know, competition can only help or splinter the market. Who knows? Absolutely. Um, you, you don't want it to become another park. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here before we get to the break. Um... Duke Nukem lives, guys. I know. Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> Duke Nukem was picked up by Gearbox. Of course, uh, I think it's the president of Gearbox was involved uh, with the original Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, left the company in 1997 to form Gearbox. Um, and they apparently picked up the ashes, worked out a deal. And I think they're doing looking for uh, something this uh, fall. Christmas season? Something like that? No, they want to do... Well, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> they said uh, right 2011. On. It is going to be 2011, but they That's said that there, it was playable at, at PAX, Penny Arcade Expo, this past weekend. Um, right, so that's most likely wrong. That's that's more than we have ever seen. Um, 14 years. 14 years. And uh, and there's, they say there's going to be a demo out. So keep an eye out for that. I'm excited. I, I, I like the old Duke Nukem. I, I, I bought the Duke Nukem on uh, on uh, Xbox, uh, the Duke Nukem 3D, and it, it was great reliving all that old stuff. You know, I mean, back in the day on the PC, when, when it was, that was the first place where video games were kind of no holds barred. So I, I, I'm glad to see that they're, they're, they're coming around to it finally, you know, even if it's not their original 3D realm. But, you know, Gearbox has done good stuff. So one of the big questions is, is uh, that, wow, that's an echo. Um, there we go. Is uh, is that since this has had you know so much invested into it and so much time and everything, but it's still when you drum down to it, still a first-person shooter. Is this game going to apply to anybody at this point who didn't play the first, you know, Duke Nukem and you for know, nostalgic purposes? Because when like Duke Nukem Forever was still was first announced, like first-person shooters were still huge and dominant in the market. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I don't think they are anymore. Well, I think they are. You still have Halo. You, you still have Killzone. So they're big even on the console. It's bigger than it ever was before, I think. You know, uh, Bioshock. Is it still going to be like hugely special, though? Um, I, I have a feeling. I don't think you, you can go into this expecting anything revolutionary. Uh, but it's not like there haven't been Duke Nukem games over the years. It's been licensed to death. There's been plenty of... of uh, side side scrollers and and third person shooters uh, over the years, so I I think it's it's still in people's minds enough. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be us it's gonna be us thirty year olds. You know, to be honest, you know <laughs> that are they're gonna be like yeah Duke Nukem I remember that shit back in the day and uh, and there you go. It could be a really good like comedy first person shooter game if they yeah, took yeah. it that far. If the sense of humor is there, I think. Uh, you know, which was the big reason why you you played Duke Nukem 3D. I think it'll right. be perfect. So, all listen, right. I want to I want to roll into a strip club and throw some ones down. That's all I'm saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> and let's face it, you know, the 3D for that will be much better than it used to be. Um, wow. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just waiting for the 3D TVs. You know, it was just biding its time. That could be dangerous. <laughs> 
They knew. They had a plan in 1997 that said in 14 years we'll have 3D TVs for real this time. Uh, yeah. Which, which, is, which has been taking longer in development? 3D TVs or Duke Nukem Forever? I'm going to go Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last story before we get here to the break. Uh, Pirate Bay documentary in the works. Woo! I'll watch it. Who's going to be attached to that one? I will. They um they started their funding on Kickstarter, and within three days of posting on Kickstarter, they achieved a goal of twenty five thousand dollars, and uh, they are currently sitting at thirty nine thousand one hundred ninety dollars, backed by thirteen hundred and fifteen people with nineteen days left for funding. Wow! Wow! That Kickstarter. I'm glad to see Kickstarter is so successful. We've we actually I think we'll be talking about that a little bit next week uh, when we have Justin Kanaki on. Uh, mm. but yeah, justinkanaki.com, go see what he's got going there. Again, yeah, we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, but wow, that's, well, they, they got a, they got a bit of a community over there, I'd say. Yeah, a little bit of a, a community. <laughs> this, uh, this movie is going to be mostly about the legal battles that they have gone through, uh, the Court of Appeal hearings oh, in right. Stockholm, uh, all the founders, the jailing, uh, the damages, uh, their feelings, commentary on that, um, Seems to be not so much because there were the documentaries before this weren't necessarily focused on the pirate bay itself. Uh, there was Steal This Film and Steal This Film 2, I think. And uh, both of those were more commentary on piracy in general and the people versus, you know, the MPAA and the RIAA. Uh, but this is going to be focused pretty much solely on the pirate bay and their efforts uh, towards piracy and the pirate party. And, uh, and all that good stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. And they also, um, I think yesterday or a couple days ago, they released the first trailer. Uh, there was a, a teaser initially, but there's one trailer out, and I think they're releasing uh, three more throughout the month of September. Excellent. All right, guys, it's sponsor time. Of course, we got an affiliate. The new one we started last week. Um, you know, it threw me off because I thought Chachi was throwing his hands up in the background in disgust. Uh <laughs> was interesting timing uh backblaze is is our affiliate if you go over to awesomecast.com uh we got a uh we got we got a link over there for you to check it out uh it's only five dollars a month if uh if you have important documents you know a lot of us do computer work especially people on the show listening to this show you gotta have that stuff backed up more than just physically at your location you know um uh, my stuff i'm backing up on hard drives i'm saying a second one somewhere else maybe to my mom's house and I'm making sure it's online, uh, so if the worst happens, you know, I can recover all those old shows of the awesome cast of the Wrestling Mayhem show and all my old projects for clients and everything. Um, and I don't know why you guys can't hear me. Um, but uh, go check it out. Backblaze, if you, if you go check out the service through that, just give it a try. See how it works for a month, and you'll be helping the show out. Uh, Backblaze.com. So... Guys, are you, are you guys hearing me now? Nope. No. Okay, there you go. Oh, there you are. You're really low. Really low? For me. Test there. one, two. Test That's one, better. two. It's it's live podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. We're good. We're <laughs> what good. What happened there? I have no idea. I, you know what? Some of these knobs have been a little weird lately. I think I need to uh, re-plug the whole board or something. Um... So, uh, so of course, uh, this week, you know, I wanted to talk about a little bit. Uh, of course, we're probably going to talk about a little bit next week, too. 
Uh, but Podcam Pittsburgh is coming up here in uh, just under two weeks, September 18th and 19th here for the local Pittsburgh area. Of course, if you're not able to travel in, of course, you know, I know we, we have people all around. A lot of that stuff's going to be online live thanks to the guys at vivolive.com. Uh, we're going to be having sessions there. We're going to have a live awesome cast uh, on that Sunday. And uh, we got Norm here, who is a co-organizer. Uh, helping us out with the facilities there at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Uh, so, so how are things looking, Norm? I mean, you know, we're, we're solving a lot of the space issues this year. Yeah, I think that was probably the, the biggest criticism we had, uh, which is, in my opinion, a good problem to have. Oh, definitely. Uh, we have, you know, we have uh, 375 members, uh, or I'm sorry, attendees last year, and I think we're on track to hit that. I think our max number that we're going to allow was 400. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think it's really good. I met with uh, Spike from Evo uh, last week, and we got set up uh, for the chat and chat situation this year. Excellent. And manning the chat and manning the video. So if you're at home and you can't make it in or, you know, maybe you can't uh, come in for half of a day, but, you know, you're, you're sitting in line and you want to check out a session, you can get in there and do it, and that's totally free. Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, familiarizing myself with the, the schedule, and it is fantastic. I think we have a lot of great one sessions to. And it's interesting as you know to see these schedules develop over the years because we have um, you know we're getting more into dynamic stuff, and uh, you know have people. The tech buzz, you know, do, uh, doing their kind of more advanced type projects to, you know, your basic podcasting one-on-one classes. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how how the content has become a little bit more dynamic and how people are doing that. A bit. Definitely. Um, and, it, you know, it, we, we, sorry, we have a little bit of an audio problem, but I think we got, uh, you know, most of that. Um, you know, PodCamp's been something, you know, I know I've gone since since year one. Norm, I think you have too. Um so I mean, really, how do you? We, we started off. It was all about it was all about podcasting. More and more, it seems like blogging's kind of taken over. Um, you know, what, what do you think about it, how how the scope has changed uh, 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 for the event over the last uh, few years? Um, you know, I don't know that, that uh, on one level the scope has not changed, and that is a lot of the, a lot of people who are coming to to PodCamp who don't have a lot of experience. They might not have a Twitter account, or they might not have their own blog, and they really want to get into that. Maybe that's because uh, it's a business opportunity, or just a social opportunity, or they want to start a hobby project. Uh, there's a lot of um, reasons to be a PodCamp if you're uninitiated into the social media world. Uh, and then I think this is where more of the change happens that, you know, for your veterans of PodCamp who've been there a while. And that's, uh, uh, where, you know, what, what's new? What's next? Uh, mm-hmm. what are you doing, uh, now that you weren't doing five years ago? So maybe you're reconnecting with, um, people that you had previously met. Or if you haven't been to a PodCamp and you are an experienced user, you know, this is a chance for you to, to really meet other, other veterans. Uh, and, and so it's really fun when you, you, you have a conversation, you know, with three, uh, you know, with with some some colleagues about, uh, you know, maybe some little, maybe more advanced web functions or WordPress tricks, 
or recording uh, opportunities, and then you have someone sitting right next to you listening. Uh, you know, well, what's the best program to use to just capture audio? I'm going to use my built-in microphone on my laptop or something. You know, so then you have the, these these connections being made at multiple levels, and and so that that is something that always is new and interesting uh, that we're going to see. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, again, this is all user generated. This is all uh, people volunteering for this event. You know, it's not put on by some corporation or anything. It's free. Um, you know, I know I was kind of talked into uh, the first pod camp by Justin to uh, do a session because I'm like, well, what kind of expert am I? I was doing I think I've been doing the Mayhem show for for maybe about six months at that point. And uh, it's really it's really kind of opened up. Hey, people. Hey, people listen to me for one thing. <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, it, it, it's a really interesting experience. Um, I, I've learned something every year, you know. Even even if I, I've done podcasting more than a lot of other people there, you know, there's still new techniques and everything that really freshens things up, you know. You know, like like we talked talk to Stephen last week. You know, there's a lot of stuff he's doing for these video podcasts that uh, that that are really you know are different from what I'm doing is an interesting compare notes is it, it, it be, it's great to, to get everybody in a room and not just over Skype over a bunch of monitors and and everything uh, and and actually go face to face um, so so uh, you know let's let's go around a little what what do you guys uh, what are you guys looking for at most uh, podcast this year we're gonna start with you norm oh I don't <laughs> that's a tough question <laughs> I, I I always look forward to the uh, the kickoff meeting uh, I love welcoming everyone to podcamp uh, mm-hmm. that's probably one of my favorite times but um, I, you know I'm actually just looking forward to, to reconnecting with everyone who I've who I've met over the years and hopefully making some new friends um, you know I haven't determined what uh, what sessions I'm going to attend this year uh, I probably will just make that decision as time permits during the day or so uh, more of the social ends uh, of things that's that's probably what i'm most looking forward to excellent excellent uh rob what are you looking forward to here well one of the things i enjoyed the most when uh when i first did PodCamp, which was PodCamp three two years ago right after i had moved to pittsburgh i actually moved to pittsburgh in uh september and then uh PodCamp was in uh, october i believe um, and I came here from South Jersey where like the nearest city is, uh, Philadelphia and, and hadn't done a whole lot of conference stuff. And then I went to PodCamp and I, I only made it for Sunday, but I was grinning ear to ear the entire day because I was surrounded by so many like really smart, like-minded individuals caring about the same thing. And it was just a very cool experience. So I think what I look forward to most is, uh, is being in that environment where, um, it's, it's a it's a great place to shoot ideas off of people. It's a great place to uh, be inspired, find new concepts, uh, think about new projects you want to start, and find people who can help you with those projects and help other people with those projects. Excellent, excellent, Shachi. You uh, you uh, you have a few memories. I do. <laughs> uh, <coughs> let's see. The first pod camp I went to, uh, I blew my knee chopping <laughs> BJ Launchbot. Doing an interview with Chris Brogan. Yep, yep, uh, that's on your show this week. It is. To this day, uh, Chris remembers that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, like Norm said, uh, I, I like reconnecting with everyone. Um, it's two solid days of chit-chatting about stuff I care about. 
or have an interest in. Um, it, it's a wonderful time. I, I always have fun. I always end up learning at least a notepad worth of things. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing. I look forward to it every year now. Excellent, excellent. Um, and of course, uh, you know, you know, with, with Puck Camp Pittsburgh, there's the after parties. <laughs> yes. uh, we've been known, we've been known to get get uh, get going uh, after hours. There's plenty of YouTube videos for it. Uh, so uh, look forward to a six four nine, which is a a wonderful drink that our Canadian friends, uh, Tommy Valier, I think, brought that down to us on on uh, the second pod camp, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> So, um, so yeah, it, it, Podcamp Pittsburgh, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, want to put that out there. If, you, and if you're not in Pittsburgh, there's Podcamps all over the place. If you go to, uh, podcamp.org, it takes you to the wiki and, uh, and it can tell you, uh, where there's Podcamps all over the place. I, I think this is one of the bigger ones, uh, since we've been around so long, we've kind of grown. And, uh, but, but there's, there's all kinds, different sizes. Uh, there's one day events, there's half day events. Um, you can start one yourself. It doesn't take much. It basically says a time. Uh, the, the initial concept of PodCamp was was really open ended. Uh, we've kind of molded into into our own identity, I think, here in Pittsburgh. And uh, but it it really is just you know show up. It, even if you just have you know a sheet of paper with some open rooms, you can create a schedule that day uh, based on the original unconference concept of, of PodCamp. Uh, of course, you know started by our friends up in Boston. Uh, Chris Brogan and uh, who's the other? Anybody remember the other guy that that, that uh, started? Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Yeah, Christopher Penn. So, um, and, and it's really cool to see that this is still going on five years later here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I got to jump in and say, you know, there um, there's a lot of great people to thank who who who've been involved, and Rob has been uh, very involved this year in uh, making some details happen, and uh, Jenny. And uh, your wife, Mike, has uh, been been instrumental this year. So uh, it, it's been it's been great to see the community kind of take care of itself. As you know, we lost our founding father, Justin, mm-hmm. to Baltimore. Um, you know, it's been really great to see see how this event has kind of withstood the test of time. And kind of the original uh, organizers have, have a lot of them have kind of moved on to uh, you know whatever else they're doing now. And we have the next crew taken over. Um, everyone who's been in involved deserves a big pat on the back because I know that, you know, when you get people together to, to have a meeting, sometimes that's difficult to do. And when you get as many people as it takes to organize a pod camp, uh, and they do it all for free, uh, and they do such a great job. I mean, it's, um, it's a really great experience. So hats off to you guys. Also, I want to say my, I'm pretty sure my dad's in the chat room. So if, uh, so there's progress right there. <laughs> so my, my father has joined the, uh, the Ustream uh, TV chat. Now, now, actually, you got a really interesting project that I, I imagine your dad's involved in it too. You actually got your family blogging. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> tell, us, um, tell us about that. How did you convince them all to do it? Well, uh, it was actually really simple. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, my my nephew was born, uh, and I was I realized that you know they were. My brother and his wife were creating, you know, some YouTube videos and it, uh, she, uh, uh, Joy was, you know, sending out like the link to the mass Walmart photo uh, uh, bucket or whatever. And um, I was just thinking, there's a, I know there's a better way to do this. And if I could just convince them all to get on WordPress, we could just all kind of chat and, you know, 
together in a, in a very low key sort of a way. And I, you know, I just kind of sent out an email. I said, Hey, what do you guys think about this idea? We started a wordpress.com, uh, log and, it, and from there we've since migrated over to, uh, .org and 3.0. And uh, it's been going really well. I mean, we, we don't, we're not that prolific, uh, those lulls and, and, and posting, but, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And um, it's a great way to share photos and, and YouTube videos and stuff. So I do remember the funny thing, though, when I was getting my mom logged on, I was on the phone with her, walking her through the, the login steps with email, and she was still unfamiliar with Hotmail and, and, and all that. But once she got in, she, she's been known to post. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, now, uh, you know, uh, you know, with a little bit of pod camp there, uh, somebody that's uh, making a little bit of uh, uh, noise himself, Chachi here on the line. I, I did want to talk to you. You know, like, of course, this is a project that I, I, I had to talk you into. Right. But uh, but well, we we started a new show with him this week, uh, based on his Chachi says site. And uh, can can you tell tell people the concept? Well, I'm uh, sort. Sorg and I spend a lot of time on Gchat during the day. And <laughs> by a lot of time, I mean I get to work at 8 o'clock, and he's usually on by 8.30, 9 o'clock <laughs> through the entire work day. Now, he, and it's often just random. Like, it's not a consistent conversation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's random thoughts. It's like our own personal Twitter to each other. Right. Um, and so, one day, we're sitting at work, and he sends me a message. He says, hey, you should start a vidcast. And he throws up this link. He's like, kind of like this one. And the link was to Penpoint. Um... <laughs> Pen from Pen and Teller basically turned his radio studio into a video studio. Uh, he has two handy cams on tripods with remotes and a flip cam that he holds. All three are pointed at him. Uh, and basically, he goes down whenever he thinks of an idea and he'll record a short little video. Uh, about whatever topic he happens to have in his mind at that time. And the producers over at Revision edit all three cameras together to create one video with multiple angles. He's like, I think you could do this. He's like, basically, get on camera, talk about a topic, and I'll take care of the rest. Because everybody here has heard Chachi rant. On this show or at parties, and, uh, and and I figured that was perfect fodder for a for a video show. Right. So, except this is video show, just like the the angry tech guy uh, from Saturday Night Live. That uh, that character is that. Is I'm, that not, what that's I'm about? not familiar with your mainstream references. Uh, <laughs> I know literally. I've, I've never heard of that one actually. Um, but yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of the, the like that or the. Uh, or the uh, the angry uh, Nintendo nerd, maybe, or, or something like that. 
Uh, but, you know, or basically anybody on YouTube that just sits in front of a webcam and talks for 10 minutes. Um, but I figured we could do something more interesting than that. So this is a little bit of an experiment for me, too. Because, uh, of course, you know, we, you know, we do the awesome cast. We do the Wrestling Mayhem show. It's a more long-form, conversational. We get a bunch of people, you know, together in a room or in a chat or something like that. Um, and and I've, been, I've been interested in video blogging. Uh, the blogging, not shows necessarily and 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 chachi's the first the perfect personality i thought uh now now this is all part of a a, a grandmaster scheme though for chachi right uh i think it was two weeks ago uh, i was sitting around watching things get retweeted on twitter and uh i, I was noticing that there was a lot of Basically, Kanye West and mm-hmm. Chad Ochocinco and basically crap like that. <laughs> people, people less interesting than you, right? And, and they're getting retweeted left and right, not because of what they say is intelligent or uh, funny, just because they are who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, people retweet Kanye all day because of his stunt with Taylor Swift. Which, I mean, I gotta admit, I laughed my uh, my my rear end off when I heard that and saw the clip, but it was over as soon as the clip ended. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that all these people that are getting attention are celebrities. So I, I came up with a... a, a an idea, and I don't know if I can pull it off or not, just because I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure. But basically, I want to be the most famous nobody on Twitter. Very good. I, I, I want to be a complete nobody who ends up turning into basically. I want to be internet famous for not doing something dumb. Go the plumber, perhaps? Is that an inspiration for you? It could be. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down, but yeah. I mean, I, I I'm, not, I'm not saying that you are Joe the plumber, but I mean, no, no, that, no. That I mean yeah, you're right. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Um, it's not, I'm not Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't go on Oprah and get a million followers just by saying I want to be the first guy on Twitter to get a million followers. I, I, I don't have the resources. Well, what, you could go with a political uh, scheme with, you know, following Joe the Plumber. You could get Bill Peduto at PodCamp to somehow endorse you as the common man or whatever, the Mr. Anonymous or how, however you want to do that. that. That's a great idea. There you go. There you go. I thought, I thought we could get some brainstorming together. Yeah. So if you have ideas... To how to get Chachi the most to be the most famous uh, nobody in the world on the internet? Uh, go ahead and email us here at uh, uh, contact at awesomecast.com, and uh, we're going to pass those along to him. I, this, this is an interesting experiment, a little bit of social media exper- experimentation. Uh, also, or if you have any message for Chachi, four one or seven two four two five a cast two five two 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 seven eight if you want to call that. Uh, and, uh, we're, we're gonna see what we can do with that. Go check it out. Uh, Chachi says.net is his blog. 
and uh, and uh, we're going to have some fun with that. So. Right. I would just like to state right now that any instances or emails with ideas uh, alluding to a, a sex tape or anything of that nature <laughs> will be deleted instantly. Well, there you go. Now, I just have one question, though. How do sure. you... How do you define when you've become successful? What's your definition for that? When he has to disconnect all of his phones and right. uh, go into hiding. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> I think we need to find you. Or when you get paid to tweet, perhaps. There you go. That, that when I when someone offers me money to do something on the internet. <laughs> that's like other take than, a sex tape, perhaps. Other, other than sex tape, you you, or porn, you, you know they just, you know they just shut down the adult section of Craigslist, right? Yes. Okay. And I just want to make sure that's clear. Yeah. When I like Norm Stad said in the chat, when I get paying sponsors, mm -hmm. that's when I know. Excellent. It's gone too far. Excellent. Well, we got to wrap up here. We're leading into the show, and we have a little bit of an experimentation. We're running the new Skype beta back there. We're going to try to get up to 10 people going at once. Unfortunately, only for PC users. So stay tuned on YouTube. If I, um, if I have good results, I'll put them up there. Uh, real quick, of course, Chachi, we know where to find you. Uh, Norm, where can everybody find what you're up to? Uh, you can check me out at normhulesman.com. Uh, I'm also uh, the Dino Wrangler behind the Dino Dinosaur at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. That's creationrex.com. And I'm Mr. Derby on Twitter. Excellent. Rob, what do you got going on? Uh, I actually have a, a quick uh, plug for a magical product that I, I discovered the other day. You might remember that I was having issues litter training the kitten that I rescued from the side of the highway. <laughs> um, well, he, uh, he he's been avoiding the litter box for like, uh, uh, almost a month now, and then somebody told me to go out and buy Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract. It's like a special kind of litter. It's 20 bucks for a 40-pound bag, and it's made of magic, unicorns, and rainbows. Wow. He had the stuff for like five minutes, and it was the best thing in the world. He is currently roaming the house freely instead of being locked in a room. So, highly recommended. Otherwise, if you want to hear more about my cat pooping, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ROBJDLC. I do. And if you want to see, want to hear about the cat and if you want to see Rob eating a bug, a fried moth from this past weekend Ooh. at the Bev Lounge, you can go, you can check out our show notes at delicious.com slash awesomecast. We got a link right there for you. And, uh, also please check it out at awesomecast.com. The number and email as I mentioned earlier, all that stuff's up there. Join us on Facebook. Leave us comments. All that fun stuff. Um, please check out our sponsors on there to support the show. Audible and Blackblaze, thank you for being affiliates with us. You can check me over at Sorgatron.com. I started a video blog myself. Something a little different than what Chachi's doing. Uh, but again, I, I'm really interested in experimenting with some different formats around here. And, uh, and you know, let me know if you like it, you know? Um, it, it'll, be, it'll be me in the interesting places that I get myself in. We'll just leave it at that. Um, until then, uh, this has been. Thank you, Norm, for joining us this week. It's been great. We'd love to have you back on anytime. Uh, My pleasure. And, and other, we'll see you at podcast. Bye, guys. Check out thetechbuzz.net. Uh, me and Norm were on there. Norm and I were on there last week. I'm going to be proper about this. Uh, last week, uh, for, uh, Thursday Thursdays, I had my big mug for the Thursday Thursday. Uh, so go check that out. Learn more about PodCamp than we have time to talk about here. And we'll see you guys next week where our just, uh, our, our scheduled guest is Justin Kanaki, the godfather of PodCamp Pittsburgh. And we'll, uh, talk about, uh, a little project that he's, uh, he's, he's a 
Uh, but go check out JustinKanaki.com in advance, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah,